Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the weekend edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next time, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment and celebrity news on Camila Cabello, Little Kim, Jesse Smollett, Nicole Snooki Polizzi, Martin Scorsese, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hi, and happy holidays, everybody. This is Faith Hill for Rad, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. Please remember, during this holiday season, when you celebrate, designate. Always choose a designated driver. Your friends and family will thank you for it. Have a safe and happy holiday, and remember, friends, don't let friends drive drunk. Public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Happy holidays, everybody. This is Dave Koz for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. When you're traveling during the holidays and see someone who's had too much to drink about to get behind the wheel of their car, get the car keys. Your friends will thank you for it because friends don't let friends drive drunk. Service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, and happy holidays, everybody. This is Faith Hill for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. Please remember, during this holiday season, when you celebrate, designate. Always choose a designated driver. Your friends and family will thank you for it. Have a safe and happy holiday, and remember, friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every time I come on the air, I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, the call-in number is 347-637-2656. And press the number one. That's three four seven six three seven two six five six. And press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com/slash/that'sentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto fourteen. And most importantly, you can follow me on Instagram at t jones gibbs. That's t j o n e s g i b b s. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a sunny forty four degrees. Uh, before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all the kind people that I met in Australia. I know you're saying, wow, Tammy, it's been about two three weeks since you had a show. That's because I took a little vacation. I went to the land of Down Under, and I went to Sydney and Melbourne and Hobart, Tasmania, and I know I have a lot of listeners in, uh, that listen to the show from Australia, so I want to just give them a shout out for their hospitality and their kindness and just some nice people. Uh, I got to say, the flight there was uh, different, 16 hours just to fly to Australia, and you're going into a different time zone, so, it, it, you know, it's, it gets you have to adjust a little bit because, you know, it might be... Sunday afternoon here in the state, but it's already Monday, oh, I think almost Monday evening over there, so so I'd like to just give a shout out to them. Yeah, it's been a while, it's been a minute since I, I last was on the air, a lot of things have been happening, a lot of breakups, we just heard about uh, Joe Judice uh, and Teresa, they just broke up, uh, Shannon Tatum and Jesse J, they just broke up, lots of things going on in the uh, celebrity news, but um, this week we're going to be talking about uh, Camila Cobello. She's been in the uh, news lately, and we always say what is hidden in the dark will come to light. And she was in trouble for uh, some racist, horrible, hurtful language that she used in her past. 
kind of similar to what Ke- Kevin Hart went through and other uh, celebrities where they make comments about things they shouldn't say and for some reason it comes back to haunt them. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, little Kim, she's in the news. Apparently she's having some financial issues. Jesse Smollett might be, uh, it might be a possibility that he might return to the finale of the hit TV show Empire. We're going to be talking about that. And Nicole Snooky Polizzi, you know, she has a podcast. Uh, she was on a, her podcast recently uh, talking about the Jersey Show, Our Family Vacation, and she's thinking about making the decision to leave it behind altogether. And Martin Scorsese said he might retire from directing. That's right. Uh, so much to talk about. Uh, but uh, first I want to be talking about uh, last night. How many of you guys saw Saturday Night Live, the last show for the year? Uh, last night Eddie Murphy fans got a huge reward when the funny man hosted Saturday Night Live. It was his first time in 35 years that he was back on the show as a host. And Mur- Murphy wasn't just bad, but he just came back with guns a-blazing, so to speak, uh, from the show opening, which featured his Bill Cosby impressions and included settled funny man Chris Rock, Tracy Morgan, and Dave Chappelle uh, to accidentally cursing Murphy return to SNL. And he's already being considered an instant classic. Uh, Murphy did say in his opening that it was great to be back uh, he finally hosting Saturday Night Live for Christmas. He said this is the last episode. This is the first episode since he left back in 1984. This is what he told the audience. And his hilarious opening model also includes jabs at his family, and he even went in on Kevin Hart. Um, he also mentioned that he has 10 kids now, 11 if you count Kevin Hart. And after Hart, Murphy turned his attention to Bill Cosby, and this is what he said, quote, if you had told me 30 years ago that I would be this boring, stay-at-home house dad and Bill Cosby would be in jail, even I wouldn't have took that bet, unquote. So he was good, and he, of course he did not disappoint. He did a lot of his classic characters like Gumby and uh, Mr. Rogers, and it was just refreshing to see him back on SNL for all this time. And uh, I'm pretty sure it just the ratings probably went through the roof. But, um, yeah, it was good to see Eddie Murphy. Also, uh, congratulations to him. Later on in the show, we're going to be talking about his hit movie, Dolomite Is My Name. Uh, he It's been crowned the best film of 2019 by the members of the Black Film Critics Circle. So we're going to be talking about that later. But uh, before I get started with the rest of the show, again, I'd like to thank everybody for being patient. I know it's been a couple weeks since I had a live show, but I again, I just came back from Australia, took a cruise there with my mom and my nephew, and we had such a great time. It was a seven-day cruise around the uh, along the coastline of Australia. We went to Sydney, we went to Melbourne, we went to Port Arthur, we went to Hobart, which is part of it's. Tasmania, but still a part of Australia, and it was just so nice, and oh my goodness, you know, at the time I went, it was late spring, so yesterday was the first day of winter for us, to them, it was it was the first day of summer for them, and I heard after I left that the uh, they were going to have a heat wave, and plus also they're suffering from a lot of the wildfires on the, uh, I guess, the west part of the or eastern part of the uh, the continent, or I guess you can say that's west. But um, it was such it was a, just a new experience um, to go to the land down under, and I, under. And I'd like to give a shout out to all my Australian listeners because I do have some listeners from Australia. So I want to thank you guys. Uh, you live in a beautiful country, and you guys were so nice and so warm and just so kind. So shout out to you guys again. Um, also this week we're going to be also talking about Kim Kardashian. She uh, landed in hot water because she uh, did a recent spread for a magazine cover where she looked African American. I mean, the makeup that they had put her, the lighting, make it look like she's uh, in blackface. So th- there was a lot of uproar about that. Also, um, we're uh, also going to be talking about uh, Gabrielle Union. That was another story that was uh, – 
that was talked about a couple of weeks where I wasn't here about her being recently let go from America Got Talent and um, how she there were some issues about her hair and being too black, so to speak. We're going to be talking about that, what's the latest going on, and who is replacing her. That's right. Um, also, uh, we're going to be talking about... Uh, Chance the Rapper and Common, they're getting ready to headline the National NBA uh, All-Star Game in February. And uh, also, uh, Charlie Proof had just made a statement that left some people a little baffled. We'll talk about that. So, um, without further ado, <laughs> let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it! says she's not the same person she used to be. The 22-year-old never be the same singer says she deeply is ashamed and sorry for the horrible and hurtful language she previously used in a Wednesday Twitter post caption, I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart, unquote. The senorita singer wrote that she was uneducated and ignorant, and once she became aware of the history and the weight and the true meaning behind the horrible and hurtful language, she was deeply embarrassed that she ever used it. While Cabello didn't address what incident she was apologizing for, the Los Angeles Times pointed out that her post came just one day after an old Tumblr post that have been linked to her from the defunct blog uh, called Voiceless Bell went viral when posted on a Twitter three, uh, thread that captioned exposing Camilla Cabello's racist and downright disturbing Tumblr reblogs. The Twitter user uh, at Motivate Fenty suggests that Cabello previously used a Tumblr blog. Screenshots from that blog appeared to show multiple racist posts, including an extremely racist GIF, GIF that stereotypes an African-American child. And this is according to Motivated, Motivate Fenty and a meme captioned with a portion of the N-word that showed the Winnie the Pooh character Piglet wearing blackface. Now, most of the posts seem to span from early 2012 when Cabela was 14 and after her 16th birthday in 2013, at least one reblog post used the N-word in full. Now, this is what she announced, uh, this is what she said on Wednesday's post. She said, quote, I apologize then and I apologize again now. I would never intentionally hurt anyone and I regret it from the bottom of my heart. As much as I wish I could, I can't go back in time and change things I said in the past. But once you know better, you do better, and that's all I can do, unquote. She insisted that her past mistake don't represent the person she is or a person she's ever been, unquote. Now, there's been a lot of this going on a lot lately. Uh, Kevin Hart uh, was uh, ridiculed for a post that he had said in the past about homosexuals. Uh, remember, Justin Bieber had the same issue, too. Before he debuted his musical talents on YouTube, he had said some racial marks, too, before Usher took him upon his wing and made uh, him his protege. Um and if correct me if I'm wrong, when Camillo was in uh, Fifth Harmony, there was some tension. There was some rumor tension uh, between her and oh god, I can't even think of her name. The other singer in the group, um, I can't believe that she, she just slipped my tongue. But the the African American girl in the group. She there was some incident with her and Camilla, so I don't know if that's related. There was some tension between them, but because of Camilla's past, using the N word and saying some very um, racial uh, gifs, and you know, it may just make you wonder, you know. When you get into this, and even, and I'm going to go even further. I'm going to go way back. I remember Donnie uh, Wahlberg had a racial uh, issue too. When before he became Marky Mark, part of the uh, uh, Marky Mark and the Fret, uh, what was it, uh, Marky Mark and the Fresh, uh, whatever that group that he was in before, 
he had some he had made some racial uh negative racial comments too before he became famous so again whatever you do in the dark will come to life you got to be careful if you're thinking about getting into a career in entertainment whatever don't put these comments on your social media or any blog or whatever because it will come back to haunt you um it looks like Kim, Lil' Kim's uh, financial problems just keep getting worse. Um, it's been reported that the rapper has been hit with a massive lien, accusing her of owing close to $60,000 in back taxes and that she could be forced to forfeit her property over the unpaid taxes. Uh, this is when uh, the the blast actually was the first one to br- break the news. Uh, in a court document obtained by the publication, the IRS filed a federal tax lien against Kim on December 3rd, accusing her of owing $58,000 stemming from a 2005 tax bill. It stated that if the rapper fails to pay off her debt, the organization will begin seizing her property and access that are more, worth more than $2 million. Now, Kim has yet to respond to this news and says she took to her Instagram account to show off inevitable figures in a matching bomber crap jacket and shorts. Now, Kim has long been having financial issues. Back in 2018, it was revealed that she failed to make a mortgage payment of more than $10,000, so a creditor in her bankruptcy asked permission to auction off the $2 million property and use the money to help pay off her bankruptcy debt. While they asked for a judge to seize the boy to sell to the highest bidder, Kim pleaded for the motion not to be granted as she was committed to reorganizing her debt in order to save her house. Fortunately for her, later in June of this year, Kim stated in court documents that she had had time to obtain a lawyer and has secured a loan modification for her mansion. She also states that her finances are in health, in a healthier position and she doesn't need the, bankrupt, need the bankruptcy. Her case was officially dismissed in the following month. Again, this goes back to a lot of celebrities failing to pay their taxes, having problems with the IRS. As long as I've been doing this show, there's been an issue with celebrities owing taxes, owing money to Uncle Sam. So she's just the latest. Uh, Right now we got 17 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the weekend edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where uh, on Blog Talk Radio I bring you the latest of entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. Uh, I haven't been on the air for a while, so I'm a little, you know, rusty for a little bit. But I, I've been on a uh, extended vacation, and it's good to be back. It's good to be back in the States. And uh, here we are, the final sh- – actually, this is our f- uh, final show for 2019. I know you're saying, wow, you do- we're gone for a couple weeks now. This is the last show. But, you know, it's the holiday season. Christmas is in three days. But uh, tune in because next year we are, we're going to do the year-end review of 2019 of the most talked-about entertainment stories of the year from celebrities, um, breakups, the best in TV, movie, music, you name it. So make sure you tune in next year when we do our year-end review of the top entertainment news of 2019. Uh, Jesse Smollett, potential return to Empire for the finale of the hit TV show is being discussed. The program showrunner has revealed the actor played Jamal Lyon on the program but was written out of the final two episodes of season five after being arrested amid claims he filed a false police report alleging he was the victim of a hate crime. The series will be coming to an end after the sixth and final season concludes next year, and producer Brett Mahoney told TV Line that Jesse could be making a comeback as the show draws to an end. However, he was quick to insist that there has been no decision made once and for all about a potential Jamal return. The showrunner omission comes after Jesse, former co-star Vivica A. Fox, also suggested her pal could be returning to the series. Speaking about creator Lee Daniels' decision to cut Jesse out of Empire, Vivica told Andy Cohen on Watch What Happened Live last month that it was tough, that he's family, that he's always going to be family, and that they love him to death, but there was just too much drama surrounding the circumstances. 
And since she, of course, still is in touch with the actor, she also added that she still loves him, and who knows, you can't really count him out. You may see him again. Uh, when Andy asked on Empire, the screen star also responded, Vivica A. with a coy fluttering of her eyelashes. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Nicole Snooki Polizzi gets honest about her decision to leave Jersey Shore va- family vacation. In a clip from her appearance on the Mel Robbins show, which will air in January of 2020, the reality TV star recalls a moment that led her to quit the MTV reality series. Uh, she said, quote, I think when I was, like, actually forced myself to be in a situation that I wasn't happy in, uh, I was forced myself to be happy, and I'm like, that's not me. I'm not genuinely happy. That's when I'm like, I'm out, unquote. Noting that making the decision was not easy, she shared that it was really hard because she had to think about her happiness and where she really wanted herself to be, and it's being a mom and being with her kids and not drama and drinking and drama all the time. Uh, meanwhile, um, she was met by TMZ at the Los Angeles airport LAX on Thursday, December 12, and that's when she shut down rumors that she was making a spinoff series starring her family. But she says she doesn't want her kids to be, quote, de- de- degenerates like her. Uh, Snooki announced her decision to quit Jersey Shore family vacation early this month after she and her family got violent threats. Nicole said during the February, um, I'm sorry, during Friday, December 6th episode of her It's Happening with Snooki and Joey podcast, she is not coming back to Jersey Shore Family Vacation for season four if if there is one. She also talked about how she hates being away from her kids. She don't like partying, partying three days in a row. It's just not her life anymore. She also said that Jersey Show is about family and about making fun of each other and having a good time and laughing and just knowing that it's all good fun, you know. And lately everything is so serious. And when it comes to this show, it's not about team. It's not about team this or team that. And fans are against one another uh, when it comes to the cast members. That's just not how the show works, and that's how it's becoming. Uh, Snooki was one of the original cast members of Jersey Shore, which ran from 2009 until 2012. She went on starring on a spinoff, Snooki and Jay Wow, with her besties from 2012 until 2015, before returning for the revival, which premiered in 2018. Martin Scorsese may retire from directing after making The Irishman as he feared his films no longer have any place in theater. The movie legend's latest effort, which starred longtime muse Robert De Niro as a mob hitman, Frank the Irishman Sharon with Joe Pecci and Al Pacino in supporting roles, was made for Netflix and only had a short run in theaters despite garnering an array of award nominations. While promoting the film, Scorsese made headlines by criticizing the dominance of the superhero genre and now says that comic book movies hold on cinema like that cinema may mean that The Irishman is, is his final feature. The Goodfellow director said that many of his most famous films would now struggle to make it into cinema as all the screens are showing the same franchise blockbuster. Um, the Irishman is now available on Netflix now. So, yeah, he was saying that, like, his the movie, like, The Aviator, and even Shutter Island, which also had star Leo DiCaprio, uh, he said they they wouldn't even get the time of play, you know. The Departed got made despite itself, but he said he realized that when they were taking these projects around that the doors were closing. So he was like, what's going on? He said he looks over at the theater right down the block, and there's 10 screens showing the same picture. So he feared that a lot of the the real detailed cinema is not what people are looking for anymore. They're looking for these blow-up action superhero-type movies, and the ones that have substance are just going to the wayside. So he's figuring, you know, why continue to do this? So he's thinking about retiring. Uh, just when everyone think Nick Cannon and Eminem renewed feud has died down, the TV star makes it clear that he has yet to be over. 
Seemingly tired of waiting for the Detroit rappers to respond, Nick released a new diss track aimed at Eminem on Thursday, December 19. It's entitled Cancel Invitation, and the song finds uh, the mass singer host digging up dirt from M's past to use against him. And on the song, Nick claimed that Slim Shady is merely a guest in hip-hop and called on fans to put an end to his career. He then plays M controversial track again. Here we go, another situation from the past. A controversial track that Eminem put out 25 years ago that contained racist lyrics, where he talks about uh, all black girls want your money because saying that dumb, uh, don't date a black girl. If you do, it's once. You don't want to do it twice. Calling black girls dumb and white girls are good chicks. This is what Nick Cannon wants to expose him on. Now, Nick announced that the recordings are old, but that doesn't mean he will give him a pass. And Eminem had actually apologized over the controversial lyrics he made in the past, saying that he made the song when he was a teenager and said a bad breakup with his African-American girlfriend was the reason he made it. Um, So he said that uh, not to judge a man, but what he may have said when he was a boy. And this is what he said, I am sorry. I said those things when I was 16. And I don't want to let anybody turn in this into a opportunity to promote their own BS agenda, unquote. Eddie Murphy hit movie Dolomite Is My Name has been crowned the best film of 2019 by members of the Black Film Critics Circle. The comedy icon also picked up the best actor accolades while his co-star Divine Joy Randolph won the Best Supporting Actress honor and the cast received the Best Ensemble title. Us star Lapita Nyong'o claimed Best Actress, and Brad Pitt scored the Best Supporting Actor award for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Meanwhile, for the first time in the organization's nine-year history, the Best Director category was a tie between Harriet Casey Lemon and the Irishman Martin Scorsese. There was also a notable win for Lena Waithe, who was awarded Best Original Screenplay for Queen and Slim, and the Irishman Steve Zalian for Best Adapted Screenplay, while Parasite was voted Best foreign film. And there was special recognition for famed costume designer Ruth E. Carter, who received the Pioneer Award, and Waves actor Kevin J. Harrison, who was named Rising Star. Kim Kardashian recently landed in hot water, as many people believe that she put on a black face on a magazine cover. The makeup mogul has yet to directly respond to the backlash, but according to a source close to her, she denied allegations of blackface or that she was purposely attempting to look like a black woman. The so-called source said to Page Six that the lighting was the reason why she appeared darker in the photos. According to an insider, they said that people are so quick to find a negative in everything and also often forget that she is of Armenian descent. In the shoot, Kim pulls off an Elizabeth Taylor signature look by wearing a black sequin dress that hugged her curves and displayed her ample cleavage. She also wore a short wig to recreate the late actress' glamorous brunette bob. Wow. And congratulations are in order for Joshua Jackson and Jody Turner-Smith. The pair has not only one but two exciting news for fans. The 41-year-old actor and the 33-year-old actress have gotten married, and they're also expecting their first child together. Uh, This was first reported by Us Weekly, and according to a source, the soon-to-be parents have secretly married, adding that Jackson is so supportive of Jody and loves to cheer her on. The the lovebirds started to spark marriage rumors earlier this year, further fueling the speculation that the couple made their red carpet debut at the premiere of Jody's new film, Queen and Slim, at the 2019 Afi Fest in Los Angeles last month. Joshua and Jody were first romantic link in November 2018 when they were seen holding hands in Los Angeles. They were also all over each other and gazing into each other's eyes as they danced together the whole night while attending Usher's 40th birthday party. Prior to dating Jody, Joshua was in a relationship with Diane Kruger from 2006 to 2016. Following their breakup, a rep for the exes confirmed that the two split amicably and that they planned to remain friends. Um, Right now we have here uh, 29 29 minutes after the uh, hour. Uh, Coming up in the next half hour... um, we're going to be talking about uh, John Lisko. He um, is apparently is uh, doing his best to avoid playing uh, Donald Trump, and I'll tell you why. 
Also, remember the uh, the prank show Jackass? Well, it's getting ready to return to the screen after a decade after its last installment. And officials for Michael Jackson Estate has reached a settlement with the bosses at ABC and the Walt Disney Company. And Gabrielle Union reflects on her American God talent looks after the star was reportedly criticized for appearing, quote, too black. All those stories and more coming up right after the break.
Right now we have 25 minutes left remaining in the show. That was uh, the latest from uh, Black Eyed Peas featuring Jay Bowman and Ridmo from the soundtrack to the Bad Boys for Life movie, which is coming out next month, January 2020. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you that uh, um, John Lithgow is doing his best to avoid playing President Donald Trump on screen. The veteran actor has already been offered a role to portray the controversial impeach leader in a film, but he passed on the opportunity and meant he's unlikely to accept another one if it comes his way. John went deep into character as late Fox News CEO Roger Ailes, another controversial figure who resigned from his position at the media outlet after being accused of sexual harassment by anchors Gretchen Carlson and Megyn Kelly in his new movie, Bombshell. Although John finds himself playing a number of prominent political personalities in his work, having also recently depicted late wartime British Prime Minister Winston Churchill in the Netflix series The Crown and Bill Clinton in the Broadway play Hillary and Clinton, he insists he's doesn't go in he he insists he doesn't go out looking for political roles. Bombshell, which also stars Charlize Theron, Nicole Kidman, and Margot Robbie, and centers around Ailes' sexual harassment fallout, and it was just released on Friday, December twentieth. And the prank film series Jackass has returned to the screen a decade after its last installment was released. Bosses at the film studio Paramount Pictures have announced that the new production is set to hit screens on March 5, 2021. Based on the 2000 TV show, the first big screen spinoff, Jackass, the movie came out in 2002, followed by the sequel, Jackass Number 2 in 2006, and Jackass 3D in 2010. Created by director Jeff Tremaine and Johnny Knoxville, the outing will mark the first film in the franchise since cast member Ryan Dunn died in a 2011 car accident. And actress Paula Patton is eyeing a new biopic about jazz legend Josephine Baker. The Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol Beauty has optioned the film and TV rights to Sherry Jones' novel, Josephine Baker's Last Dance, which is planning to produce as a starring vehicle for her. Patton is currently searching for a writer to adapt the project. The 2018 book chronicles the life of the Missouri-born French entertainer who served as an undercover agent for the French resistance during World War II and went on to become a civil rights activist, all while wowing audiences as a dancer and singer. She w- she was also an actress and became the first African American to star in a major motion picture, Siren of the Tropics, in 1927. And officials for Michael Jackson State have reached a settlement with bosses at ABC and the Disney company over its music and images using their documentary The Last Days of Michael Jackson. The TV special debuted in America in May of 2018, even though estate chief branded it crass and it's uh, expletive. They also attacked ABC Disney bosses over the TV special use of protective music, photograph, and artwork and launched a lawsuit over the use of those materials, suing for copyright infringement and seeking unspecified damages. However, according to Rolling Stone, the two parties have now reached an amicable settlement in the case prior to its, uh, prior to its heading to trial later this month. The TV special chronicles the final days of Jackson's life in 2009 as he rehearsed and prepared for a run of comeback concerts in London. And Gabrielle Union reflected on her American Got Talent looks after the star was reportedly criticized for appearing, quote, too black on the show. The actress served as a judge for the TV talent contest latest season, but was asked last month amid report she raised a number of race and gender-related issues that were not reported to network bosses at NBC. Her departure and that of fellow judge Julianne Huff is currently under investigation by Union's official at SAG-AFTRA, but the actress's letting the controversy bring her down as she took to Instagram to celebrate her style throughout the series. Uh, she penned beneath a montage of clips from the season. She calls it unapologetically me, and she said, quote, be comfort and confident with your whole ass self. It might give others the flu, but never stop being you. 
You can shine on your own terms. I don't take note rooted in anti-blackness. I love me as I am, unquote. Union recently had a lengthy five-hour productive meeting with officials at Network NBC as she attempted to work through the issues, although the investigation remains ongoing. Multiple reports suggest that Ewing had issues with the way she was asked to dress for the show, while others, uh, while also complaining about a racially insensitive joke guest judge Jay Leno made backstage. She also reportedly protested when a white contestant darkened his face to look more like Beyonce for an audition skit. And speaking of SAG-AFTRA, the Chiefs are are going to get ready to expand their investigation. Uh, not only are they going to investigate, get, uh, do their investigation into Gabrielle Union's departure from American Got Talent, but they're going to look into Orlando Jones firing from American Gods. Officials from the Entertainer Union took up the case earlier this month after Union, again, went public with complaints of racial and gender discrimination following her exit after just one season as a judge on the NBC talent show, and after meeting with Union and assessing Jones' claim his firing from American Gods was racially motivated, they had widened their investigation into a friend mental media, the firm that produces both series. Earlier this month, Jones blamed the star drama showrunner Charles Cheek Aglee for his firing in a video on Twitter. He claimed that they had clashed over his character, Mr. Nancy, angry, get shit done persona, as Eagley apparently thought it was the wrong message for black America. A Fremantle uh, chief denied his allegation, claiming that his contract was not renewed, as Mr. Nancy is not featured in the portion of Neil uh, Gaiman's book, they are adapting for season three of the hit fantasy show. And actress Sofia Vergara is reporting in talks to join the judging panel of American Got Talent following the controversy departure of Gabrielle Union and Julianne Hough. The Modern Family star is said to have met with the bosses at NBC, on which the reality show airs on Wednesday, December 18, to discuss the potential gig, as well as a number of other proposed projects, including a, a possible Spanish-language series. And this is according to TMZ. The Colombian beauty is nearing the end of her run on hit ABC comedy Modern Family, which will wrap for good after the conclusion of its current 11th season. The news of Agara meeting emerged as producers at American Got Talent and NBC continued to deal with the fallout from the firing of Union and Huff, who were recently let go as the judges on the Simon Cowell show after just one season. Um, you know, they said that uh, production on the 15th season of American Got Talent, which currently featured Cow and comedian Howie Mandel, filing two of the four seats, I'm sorry, filling two of the four seats on the judging panel, is expected to proceed in March of 2020 ahead of the summer premiere. And Tom Hanks' buddy cop movie, Turner and Hooch, is reportedly heading back to the screen as a new TV series. Burn Notice creator Matt Nix is reportedly developing the project for the Disney Plus streaming service 30 years after the film hit theaters. According to TheRap.com, the show will feature uh, will follow the same premise as the movie, which focuses on police detective Scott Turner, played by Hanks, and his dog Hoosh, Hoosh and co-star Craig T. Nelson and Mar Winningham. It won't be the first attempt to adapt Turner and Hooch for TV. A previous effort was made in the 1990s with Back to the Future, Thomas F. Wilson, taking on Hank's role, but the pilot was never picked up for a series. Right now we have uh, 17 minutes left remaining in the show. And uh, for the last uh, remaining stories, uh, actress Kiki Palmer is jumping into the dating game as the co-host of the latest single out revamp. The Screen Queen star will join comedian Joel, Joel Kim Booster to bring back MTV hit 1990 series on which contestants try to find love. Now, this time around, the show will feature a modern twist as the main dater is connected with a pool of diverse singles through social media with potential suitors of all genders and sexual preference. This, this is according to the studio officials. Single Out will premiere with 20 episodes on upcoming streaming platforms like Quibi uh, next year. And Palmer, who is already a co-host on the daytime show, Strahan, Sarah, and Kiki, cannot wait to play Matchmaker. Jenny McCarthy and Chris Hardwick served as the presenter when the series originally launched back in 1995, while Karma Electra later replaced Scary Movie 3 star McCarthy as co-host until it wrapped in 1998. 
single out was last reworked for a 2018 run on MTV YouTube channel. And the Jonas Brothers will be ringing in 2020 on TV live from Miami, Florida. The soccer stars will beam into Dick's Clock New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest just after midnight, becoming the first act to perform in 2020. The live show from Times Square in New York, co-hosted by actress Lucy Hale, will also feature country star Jesse James Decker, who will reveal the first-ever Powerball Millionaire of the Year. Meanwhile, Los Angeles segment will be hosted by Sierra and featured guest Paula Abdul, Kelsey Ballerini, Green Day, uh, Dua Lipa, and Mega Thee Stallion. Uh, Billy Porter will host a party from New Orleans, Louisiana, where Cheryl Crow and Usher will perform. Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra are celebrating their first wedding anniversary with news of a new unscripted series. Amazon Studio bosses have given a new project, executive produced by the couple and inspired by the Indian pre-wedding tradition of the Sangeet. The Sangeet is a century-old Indian wedding tradition that not only celebrates the union of two people, but also signifies the introduction and bonding of two families coming together in a marriage. Jonas and Chopra had their own Sangeet on the eve of their wedding in India last year. And casting for the as-yet-untitled series is currently underway, and filming will take place in 2020. Chopra and Jonas will also appear in the series according to Deadline. And rocker Lindsay Buckingham is preparing to return to the stage for the first time since undergoing open-heart surgery. The 70-year-old will perform next year in Memphis, Tennessee at the Beale Street Music Festival, which will take place from May 1st to the 3rd after spending over a year recuperating. Lindsay had a heart attack and underwent the procedure in February with his wife, Christian, confirming he also suffered damage to his vocal cords during the surgery. Buckingham's personal woes started even before his health scare when he was fired from Fleetwood Mac following a bust-up with the bandmates and former girlfriend Stevie Nicks at the, at the Music Care Person of the Year Gala a year before his heart attack. And rapper Travis Scott and singer Frank Ocean are reportedly set to join Rage Against the Machine as headliners for California's 2020 Coachella Music Festival. The rockers announced in November that they would be reunited to perform at the annual event in Indio in April, and now Scott and Ocean have been added to the top of the bill. And this is according to Us Weekly. The full lineup isn't expected to be released until early January of 2020. The festival will take place over two weekends, with the same artists taking the stage from April 10th to 12th, and again from April 17th to the 19th. Rage Against the Machine, who last played together in 2011, headlined the very first Coachella in 1999, while Scott performed at the festival in 2017, and Ocean was among the musicians to hit the stage in 2012. Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, Tame Impala, and Ariana Grande led the lineup for 2019's event. And Chance the Rapper and Common are to headline the National Basketball Association All-Star Game in their native Chicago, Illinois, in, uh, on February 20th. The No Problem Hitmaker will perform with his brother, fellow rapper Taylor Bennett, at halftime during the event, with Common getting things underway by introducing the teams before tip-off on February 16th. Before that, the rapper and actor will welcome fans to the United Center, home to the story Chicago Bulls franchise, by performing a narrative piece about what basketball means to the Windy City. Chance, whose real name is Chancellor Bennett, discussed his performance on the TV uh, show Inside the NBA, promising fans that they can expect a special gig and some surprising guests. Now, Taylor will also perform at halftime during an NBA Rising Star match at the arena on February 14th, while both Bennett brother had signed, on, uh, signed up rather, to be NBA All-Star Ambassadors. Executives at NBA CARES, the League Global Social Responsibility Program, and Bulls Chief are also backing Chance Social Work Charity and his winter initiative helping the homeless and the unfortunate. 
And Lena Del Rey is uh, mixing things up for 2020 and told fans she's preparing to release a spoken word album of freestyle poetry. Half of the proceeds from the record due for release on January 4, 2020 will go toward Native American organizations. Lena uh, announced in an Instagram video shared on Thursday, December 19th. The record will be Lana's first since dropping her latest album, Norman Effin Rockwell, earlier this year. Lena is no stranger to sharing her poetry with fans and frequently posts snaps of things she had written on her social media pages. She's also gearing up to release a book of her poetry, tentatively titled Violence Bent Backwards Over the Glass. And Charlie Poof had just made a statement that leaves many people baffled. Talking to Twitter on Thursday, December 19th, the See You Again singer claimed that, get this, Future, the artist, is the father of modern music. And a lot of people couldn't help but disagree with his opinion. Praising the Atlanta rapper, he said on the microblogging site that music wouldn't sound like it sound right now without Future. His post soon garnered response from music lovers with many expressing their confusion as to why the singer thinks that Future has that much of an impact within the industry today. Now, some thought that Charlie might be joking, while one said that the We Don't Talk Anymore singer was probably heavy on drugs when he made the post. Another disagreed. They said, uh, this one person said that Young Thug influenced more than Future don't uh, at me. Someone else also pointed out that uh, said false T-Pain is responsible for that and Little Wayne. Referring to Future's history with women, one person said, quote, he is the father, all right, the father to 20 kids, LOL. And another commented, said that, uh, quote, I have an aunt who's on crack, and she said the same thing, unquote. Uh, Future himself had yet to respond to Charlie's claim. He recently released a new song entitled What It Do, along with it accompanying music video. The song is set to be included on his upcoming project called 1800 Second Volume 2, curated by Future, an album that he executive produces. The album will feature eight up-and-coming artists that he mentors, but there's no guarantee that he will sign them. And the ex-wife of tragic rocker Chester Bennington has been granted 50% of the estate Lincoln Park royalties. Samantha Olit, who was married to the band frontman from 1996 to 2005, filed a financial claim with estate officials in late 2017, seeking at least 500000 in backdated child support for their son Draven, now 18, uh, in addition to a share in the late singer's non-touring merchandising income and other royalty rights to his music. Olet dropped the child support motion in June of 2019, and now she has had her royalties request approved, according to probate court documents obtained by TMZ. The news suggests that Benton widow Talita is happy to share the musician well with Olet because she serves as the estate executor. The crawling hitmaker, a father of six, committed suicide in July of 2017 at the age of 41. And Kylie Jenner won't perform her now viral tune, Rise and Shine Again, unless she gets paid for it. The makeup mogul delivered another impromptu rendition of the melody, which she first sang to her daughter Stormy in a YouTube clip at the KKW Beauty and Kylie Cosmetic Christmas Party at Nobu in Malibu, California, on Tuesday, December 17th. At the event, co-host Kylie's sister Kim Kardashian recorded the performance and shared it to her on our Instagram stories. However, the Keeping Up with the Kardashian star insisted it would be the last time she sing the tune for free. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. She's always making that money. Kylie's latest turn on the microphone comes just days after she thrills those attending Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin's art auction in honors of nonprofit Lyft Los Angeles and Inner City Arts last Friday and also belted out the short tune. Sean P. Diddy Combs will be recognized for his 25-year career when he's presented with the 2020 Grammy Salute to Industry Icon Prize next year. The music mogul and three-time Grammy winner will be presented with the accolades during Clive Davis' annual pre-Grammy gala on January 25, 2020, ahead of the 62nd Annual Grammy Awards. The Bad Boy record founder career began in the early 90s and stretches beyond the music industry with works on film and stage. He's also the founder of the Digital Cable Network, Revolt. 
And there is some bad news for Andre 3000 fans. Those who have been waiting for a new project from the rapper, who is also known as Andre Benjamin, have to have more patience as he has said that his next his new album isn't coming anytime soon. The one half of the hip-hop act Outkast recently appeared on the Broken Record podcast where he discussed how too many attention and critics killed his creative drive. He said, quote, I haven't been making music my focus is not there. My confidence, my confidence is not there. Unquote. Andre also blamed his scrutiny, his work received for his lack of creative drive. Now any little thing he put out is instantly attacked. Not in a good or bad way. People nitpick it with a fine-tooth comb. And he also said that it's not a great place to create from. He also said that it makes you kind of draw back, and maybe he don't have the confidence that he wants. Uh, that he want wanted or the space to experience it like he used to, and and for how he copes with it, he said he's still figuring it out. These days, Andre said he's drawn to instrumental music as opposed to writing raps. Andre last released new song in May of 2018 when he dropped "Me and My" to bury your parents and "Look Ma No Hands" on SoundCloud in honor of Mother's Day. Look Ma No Hands is a 17-minute jazz instrumental which also features singer James Blake on piano and was recorded in late 2017. Meanwhile, Me and My was written prior to losing his mom and dad in 2013 and 2014, respectively, but only recorded it in 2015. He also featured on Anson Pack Come Home off the latter 2019 album Venture and in a guest verse on Where's the Catch from James Blake album Assume From. And in a new PSA where she speaks about how her song Lonely, singer Noah Cyrus encouraged people to speak up louder and to reach out for help. Cyrus, who is 19, shared a video on social media in which she reveals her own battle with mental health as her song Lonely played in the background. In her song, Cyrus pleads for help as she speaks about feeling alone and missing her family. She then encouraged people to seek help and to reach out to others if they saw someone who was struggling. Cyrus says she may not be able to ace a math test, but that she is able to help others who may feel the way she did. She then encouraged those seeking ways to start conversation to go to SeizeTheAwkward.org, the campaign sponsored by the Jed Foundation and the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, offer ways for people to help others who are struggling or find ways to seek help for themselves. If you or someone you know is struggling with suicide tendencies, call 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. Right now we got three minutes left remaining in the show. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and being patient. I know I haven't been on the air for the last two and a half weeks. But I'd like to thank everyone who's been tuning in. I can't believe uh, Christmas is in three days. I can't believe this is almost an end of a decade. Uh, 2020 is just around the corner. I started the show in 2019, so it's been a decade for me as well. So uh, I just want to wish everybody a very happy and safe holiday. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah, and to stay safe and uh, join me in the new year in 2020 where we're going to be doing our year-end review of some of the top entertainment stories of 2019. That's going to be next month in January of 2020. I'm going to close out the show with one of my favorite Christmas songs. Uh, This is from Ashanti called Christmas Time Again. You guys have a safe holiday, and I'll talk to you again in in the new year. Take care.
I made Christmas cookies at our Mimi's. Me and my cousin Shot stayed up all night to put the icing on. And then everybody came over because Mimi cooked and baked pies. And all my mom and dad bought was two gallons of ice cream. That's what I remember about Christmas. It's Christmas time. 